Welcome to episode 10 of What Would You Do If? And today's subject is what would you do if somebody said conversational marketing is a new fad, following on from our very popular episode about account-based marketing. And today we are delighted to have our head of tech, Ollie Brewood, with us. Um, as usual, we have our CEO, Matt. Hello. Do you want to say hello, people? Yeah, thank you for having me. Great to be here. I'm a video in it. I'm a video in it. We're live Something today. New. Something, Something new. new. Yeah. So you'll be able to get us on YouTube soon. Coming to a on the YouTube. Coming to a YouTube channel <laughs> near you. <laughs> so conversational marketing, Ollie. It's a big subject at the moment, I think, and one which has creeped into our um, decks over the last six months, and mm-hmm. we've seen it more and more in the in today's marketplace. I'm quite excited about it to be honest because it is a it is a, an amazing sort of lead generation tool. I think it'd be worth kind of giving our audience or people who are listening what conversational marketing is. It'll give us a little bit of a yeah. Well, I'll go in with the kind of the B two C experience angle of it, which is that I think we're all out there. We're all using uh, various websites, interacting with various companies, and I think we're all getting a bit bored of the the static way of interacting. We feel informed. We there's no personality behind mm-hmm. it. When you're asking for customer support, then it's, it's you know, call a number or very dry. Whereas we see just when you start getting into that more kind of conversational end, you've got things like live chat, like chatbots, like social media where you can interact with companies and you're actually dealing with an individual at those companies or you're dealing with something that gives the experience of dealing with an individual, then it's just a really great experience. Yeah. Is it conversational marketing or conversational selling? Well... They will never say conversational selling, will they? Because they, people hate the word selling, so they'll always call it conversational marketing. But in essence, it's taking a customer on a journey that's optimised for them. Hmm. Well, surely the idea is to close the deal quicker or get people over the line through that final bit of the funnel. Is that what we're talking about? Well, yeah and no. I think it's, it's taking people through that funnel to, to make sure that there's an... Uh, an output on it that's what I would say mm-hmm. so I, the way I always look at it is if people are hitting on your website we have this conversation all the time with um, marketing automation and this forms part of the marketing automation mix mm-hmm. is say for example you have 10,000 visits to your website a month well, and then only two go on to inquire or four or ten well what happens to the other 9,980 mm-hmm. or 990 so a lot of them will be coming into your site or website with questions that they've got in their mind. Everyone does when they're doing the, at the research phase of the of the, the sales funnel. Then why don't we not? Why are we not doing anything to help them at that moment in time when they're looking to make a purchase? Mm, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Because I think what I think we get obsessed these days, and with, when we're looking at marketing metrics with clicks, hits, emails, dials, so a little bit like we do on social media, mm. we get obsessed with likes and and shares and but at the end of the day it's about engagement so it's all right getting 20,000 hits 40,000 50,000 visitors to your website every month and your open rates are through the roof but if we're not converting them into leads yeah then why are we obsessed with being is so it, wor- is it worth ollie you're the expert is it worth getting you to articulate what the difference or evolution in kind of the live chat chat bots is because i think there's quite a lot of yeah. negative so if you think back towards them <laughs> yeah i mean my experience i'm sure many people have this it's like if you think back to using a chat bot five years ago even yeah. then you know you you very often ended up in a situation where you ask a question 
it's kind of free type. You put what you want in and the chatbot doesn't actually have a clue what you mean. Yeah. It throws you back lots of different articles that you might want to go and read that have nothing to do with the issue. And you, you still yeah. see this out there. But nowadays you're getting more technologies in place and better implemented technologies that are, are just kind of more to the point. There are different ways to implement them. So, for example, instead of letting people type anything, yeah. give multi-select uh, options to help channel mm. them down the right route. Yeah. But then it obviously needs the right planning to go into that to make sure you're, you're putting in options in place that make sense to the user and won't frustrate the user. Yeah, okay. yeah ex- execution, as we, as we talked about in Belfast this weekend, is key, isn't it? Yeah. Making sure that's planned against your sales journey. Mm-hmm. You know, there is multiple choice, and I think that we have to make the business experience personal again. I think that's what I would I would say. Mm-hmm. And I think the, with the chatbots that I've used, especially with um, the Drift one, I, I, I don't feel like I'm interacting. I think it's getting more, more confusing or ambiguous whether you're conversing with a machine or a person. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting when we've been looking at it for our own business, this kind of thing, but the fact you can jump, in, jump into the conversation, take control and take over mm-hmm. of every, uh, your prescriber prescribed or, um, or reactive sort of junctures in the conversation, I think is... Yeah, yeah but I think I, I, I challenge any business who's listening to this podcast to... And we do it all the time when, we do, when we're talking about content. So the people who are sale, salespeople or customer service people are in your business that speak to customers every day i guarantee there'll be a you know the reason why we have we put frequently asked questions on on websites which still not a lot of businesses do these yeah. days but i'm sure everyone has a bank of questions that get asked all the time and, you, and when you take that call or you're a salesperson you get that objection and you go oh, i've been asked this a million to, um, a million times well the conversational marketing stops that for you before mm-hmm. that person's even become to interact with you as a salesperson or a customer services yeah. uh, agent, those questions have been answered. So the customer, for me, mm-hmm. has a better experience with you as a business. Yeah. Therefore, that you are now on a higher standing mm-hmm. than the other people who are not doing conversational marketing. That's what I would say. And going back to the point you made before, which is that you might get two out of 100 people inquire, for example, but you don't know what's happened to those kind of 98 other people. Some of those will have had those questions not answered on your website for whatever reason. Well, I couldn't find them. And they won't have inquired to ask. Only a handful of people are, are going to be willing to make that extra effort to go, I'm still interested, let's try and find out the answer. Yeah. Just conversational, I can say selling again, but everything comes back to sales for me. Just <laughs> conversational marketing knowledge, does that, does that replace retargeting? Does it sit alongside retargeting? I'm thinking about people that drop out of the funnel, that you yeah, said, yeah. people that go missing and they, they, they drop out of various places where you're trying to get back in touch with them. If people are getting more bothered by pop-ups and interruptions and kind of that old old school kind of permission marketing kind of approach to things it, it, is conversational marketing replacing it or is it as well as a whole i think with anything with the way people are and the amount of different channels that everybody's operating on i think it's got to be an addition but yeah. everything has to be implemented in a way that works for their customer and their audience mm-hmm. obviously there's no point kind of doing all this if all you're doing is frustrating a user with whatever you're doing yeah but if you're able to, if somebody's been on your site, for example, and, and they bounce off and then there's no reason not to use uh, kind of retargeting to get them back. But then again, you should have something like conversational marketing to help re-engage them and help engage them on the points that are of interest to them. No, but I think that we, and we've covered this in the previous podcast about gated content mm-hmm. and how people don't really want to give up their information with gated content. But I think where the conversational marketing piece comes in, especially with chatbots, is when people go to download a piece of, um, you know, a guide or whatever it is, and that chat 
that, that, that chatbot, that AI guides them through that situation. Mm-hmm. So the customer automatically feels that they don't mind giving up that information yeah. because they, they understand why they've given information. They get multiple choice, like you said before. So yeah. you're more likely to gather data from a, a customer who wouldn't usually give an email. So I had, an why. I had an experience of that yesterday where I was filling in... Um, well, I was talking to a chatbot, um, trying to arrange a call through it. Good conversation. It was a great conversation because it did what I wanted to do and it saved me filling an inquiry form and then waiting to hear back from the sales rep to yeah. arrange a call. Like I just got a call in my diary straight away. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's asking for loads of information there that if I'd have seen that on a form, I'd have probably still filled it in because I don't mind, but it would have been and asking me to fill in. Off, yeah, yeah, and it would have yeah. been asking me to fill in five fields more than you would have really wanted to be asking. Sure. But it was, yeah, okay, now we've got your meeting plan. Do you mind just telling us the size of your company, um, yeah. how many people work in your department, well, things like that? You're cutting out a step though, aren't you? The, the diary, at the end, you've, you've, you've diary, it's already been diaryized in your sales and the sales agent's diary or the customer, the yeah. customer service agent's diary. So it's in, so the, the chance of a cancellation or a, a damn site slimmer because mm-hmm. um, you're not relying on the admin of the those people then to book it in and book it on the right system and book it in, book it in the CRM. So there's multiple, multiple benefits to making sure that those journeys happen mm-hmm. that then are not left to human error or hu- a human yeah. user at the other end inputting the right information. Um, and that's what I really like about how I think any business that starts to use it will we'll, you know and plant it properly and executes it properly mm-hmm. which is what we're currently doing at the moment will will massively reap the benefits of it and we've seen it all over all over um with the research that we've done on it yes yeah. that's why we're doing a podcast on it today because do you think the need to have a conversational marketing strategy is a buzzword though realistically because really what you're talking about is personalized communication with your customer at the time when they want to make a purchase so i suppose yeah, but then yeah. argue the fact that name me Give me a business that you think, and we use the word, I'm sorry to use the market buzzword again, but customer-centric. When was the last customer-centric experience you had? Well, I mean, I, mean I, I could go with, I can tell you what one that wasn't, with uh, with Curry's trying to buy a laptop from them recently, that was terrible. <laughs> um, well, but, you could, but you'll always be able to tell me, that, that's my point though. Yep. You're going to be able to tell me the ones that you, you haven't, mm. but you fairly remember it because you always remember the bad experiences. Yeah. Like, I I think that it's not a buzzword because you should be you could should be more customer centric. You should be thinking about conversational marketing. It's not. It's just another part of the marketing mix. Yeah. I think that's what we're yeah. saying. It's just yeah. another element of it where you can add value for your customers. Be more customer centric, more omni-channel. All the all these buzzwords yeah. that are out there at the minute. But yeah. it's all it's all tying together under that overall marketing strategy. It doesn't it doesn't really replace anything, does it? It just adds to. That's what we're saying. Well, I think it replaces an element of what would be a manual sales process. So we're going, going into the whole automation yeah. element, but it... Yeah, it's not replacing any other aspect of your marketing mix. You've still got to do all the promotion and, and activity that helps drive business in the first place. This is just helping make everything better and helping to give, a, a, using your term, Chris, a more customer-centric experience to, yeah. the, to the user. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I think it helps you to, to have simultaneously conversations with the your potential leads because... Again, some some a lead might come into a fu- into the funnel for a chatbot, but it might not be ready for a, a salesperson to talk. We might we might need to send information. We might need to send them a video um, message or whatever it might be to make sure we that by that time that person then does want to inquire. They they are already mm-hmm. a BDB advocate or a ex advocate, whatever your business is. Mm-hmm. And I think I think of all the experiences I have, and and I know we're going to 
touch on live chat. I mean, the live chat experience is, it should, could be made so much better mm -hmm. by having some of this information at the ready because I always get onto Vodafone and I'm always <coughs> ringing about the same things. Yeah. So I would argue that people are coming onto BDB's website or whichever business you are and there'd be a bank of questions which need answering. So let's stop mm -hmm. selling and start helping, as I was yeah. saying, and, and do that. Yeah, absolutely. It depends how you implement it as well. Whether it, whether you're implementing live chat, whether you're implementing a social media strategy around conversations, or whether you're looking into implement chatbots, you, like like we touched on already, you need to implement it right. So I worked the company I used to work at um, had live chat rather than a chatbot, but nearly every single inquiry that came through it was answered by a person. But the inquiry was, can I speak to? somebody in customer support. Yep. The live chat went through to the new business team only. So it, it just made it a pointless and a frustrating experience because the only response ever was, here's the telephone number for customer support. Yeah, call this number now. Do you, think it, do you think it's linked to the evolution of the modern buyer? And I wouldn't say B2B or B2C here, but in the sense of more impatient, more fickle, don't want to wait. Um, to some extent, I think we've, we've looked at a lot of stats around this and we're getting more used to finding information ourselves mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. um, there's all sorts of stats saying that the uh, you know before a B2B buyer will buy anything, they're spending a huge amount of time looking at all sorts of different resources themselves online. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is being able to you know have a, have a conversation, and whether that's with a bot or a person or whatever it is, to, to help drill down and find more information before you're engaging a salesperson and, and getting kind of a, you know, caught up in a sales process that you might not feel you're ready for. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that in every, in every you know, we talk, we talk about it all the time, social media, conversational marketing, ABM, whatever marketing term we think about, everything is about focusing on engagement with your customer. And if, we could, if you focus on engagement, not on clicks. And it's the same thing as getting the right content to the right person at the, the right, right time, time on the right platform. It's, yeah. the same, it's the same mantra. So I think I, I, just, I honestly keep saying buzzwords because there's so many of them out there at the minute that people are going the customer centric to your omni channel. But ultimately, it's just being yeah, there for your customer when they want to but, make a purchase from you or be educated yeah, by you. But, but arguably, if you've got your conversational marketing element sorted, there'd be so many things that you can pass over then to um, your sort of. ABM, they, they kind of talk to each other because you're going to focus on personalization. You're going to focus on. Well, one thing it should drive is your marketing qualified leads, isn't yeah. it? In the sense of, so when you talk about lead scoring and trying to get proper lead passed from marketing to sales and the alignment between the two functions, you'd think surely it'd be feeding a more qualified. If you know the size of the business, who they are, what they're interested in, what products they're interested in, mm -hmm. what they've seen potentially through sales enablement software, how they've interacted with that content, what they've, you know, how long they dwelled on certain areas you shared with them. Yeah, and also what you always going about, it, it kind of builds that loop, that 360 mm. degree loop. How much more, well, I would ask yourself, if you're a business listening to this, how much more data feedback would you get out of those visits to your website that have particular questions or particular queries how much better are you equipped by closing the, the loop a little bit? Uh, we, we've, done a, we've done a piece on the, the knowledge previously around voice technology. Mm -hmm. And I remember sort of the language that's used and it's more conversational language. Is that relevant for chatbots as well, I'm assuming, or kind of that? Yeah, I think that people are obviously more likely to type in, in a conversational way. way. Yeah. Um, and, and also... I've seen the same sort of thing when you're using a chatbot effectively as a navigational tool. It's kind of taking what is already your website structure and just putting a putting a conversational veneer around it effectively. Yeah. So, it, yeah, everything's kind of more 
phrased as a conversation. I think that's, it just makes it a bit more engaging and natural, even, even when it is a, a bot at the other end of it. I suppose that comes down to the customer-centric point again of understanding the tone of voice of the customer, mm. how they'd speak, how they'd ask for certain information, which I think in B2B particularly people can get wrong quite often by going too corporate mm. or too professional. But I think that's quite interesting in terms of how kind of a chatbot and using like chatbots can potentially help with that yeah. because you can see what people are saying, you can see what people are writing and it's, yeah. it's just a, giving you another research tool without having to say, please answer a survey or anything like that. You're, you're seeing directly what people are asking about and how they're saying it. But I think this is the... Conversational marketing is the step before voice because, well, now we're getting used to asking bots questions mm-hmm. yeah. by typing. We're now getting used to asking and getting the information back. So I think what they've, what they've created now is that gap between, well, we are going to come to voice, which we are, that's fact, but we, are, we kind of need something in between that where people get used to reacting with websites in a different way and apps in a different way, where is voice technology totally there yet? Well, arguably not. Um, not until Siri functions properly. Yeah, not until Siri functions properly. And, and we, and we, and we Don't get... Enjoy my Google seems to work fine. Android, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. But I've used, I've used, I've got an Amazon Echo at home and... It still doesn't pick up certain yeah. nuances of my mank accent, <laughs> I should say. But that, for me, is where we've got a bit, we've got a big leap to take. And I think the conversational marketing element is in future. We've talked about this in the voice edition. You won't you won't type in anything. You just yeah. Well, I think it was. Easy. I think it was Salesforce. I might be misquoting it. I'll double check. But I think it was Salesforce. Said by twenty twenty, predicted. Over eight to five percent of purchases are made without a single interaction with a human. Yeah. So surely voice and the bots and the conversational selling stroke marketing's got to play a huge part in that, hasn't it? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that this is really just a a, 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 a bridge to total mm-hmm. vo- total voice. I, th- I think we're quite quite a way away from that from that year, but technology moves so fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I think even like three years ago, whenever it was, you know, people had voice assistants, but nobody really used them that much. Yeah. And from what I saw, people that did use them, if you use them in public, you're trying to hush Siri quietly so nobody knows you're trying to talk to your voice assistant. And what I always find is she loves to reply really loudly just so everybody really knows you. (laughs) Um, But I think people are getting more natural about it and feeling less self-conscious about it and, more importantly, being more confident that you're going to start getting the right answers to your questions. It obviously doesn't happen every time, but as they get smarter, that'll become the way you interact. Yeah. And then... Presuming that all that'll end up being rolled out everywhere, so that'll be like you say how you how you ask about products, how you start buying products. But I think it's interesting what you said before about the sort of modern B two B buyer. You know, the millennials, Gen Z people are coming of age now, and they are just used. That's what they that's what they're used to. Mm-hmm. You know, they're used to interacting with and getting that information. Very, the very fact they can find the information so quickly, I think that's the difference. That's why I think there's the kind of negative reputation associated with what's now been termed conversational marketing. I think it's generational. I think yeah. it's people that are the older generations that wouldn't dream of speaking to uh, a bot. Well, you know, they'd much they'd much rather have conversation with a human. But I think the younger guys look, just want to look how social media's evolved. Mm. Instagram's conversational marketing. Yeah, the biggest one, which you know we touched on at the the conference the other day. And you know it's an, probably another subject for another um, podcast is messenger apps because mm-hmm. messenger apps mm-hmm. are part of that conversational marketing yeah. mix, but they're kind of 
WhatsApps, Telegrams, WeChats kind of sit on their own in terms of how you would, that isn't another element of conversational marketing, but if you think of WhatsApp and the engagement that brands can get off WhatsApp now, I think the last that I've seen is, I think it's a 96% open rate if you're a brand on WhatsApp. And you Particularly with the opt-in culture, I mean, we've touched on this a yeah. lot in the presentation, don't move late, but you know, the fact that it's harder to get in contact with people and that people are choosing to engage with you through the conversational marketing or through yeah. a, a WhatsApp type platform or a messenger platform, then it's gold us really in this yeah, day. Which, age, so. WhatsApp, third biggest, pla- third, third, biggest, third biggest social media platform, the most engagement, so you, you know, if you're talking about conversational marketing, mm-hmm. WhatsApp is just about conversations, just about getting information when you want. Yet, as there's not many brands that I see using it properly, and I'm, and definitely in our world, definitely in the in the B two B world, it's mm-hmm. very, 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 very. In fact, I can't recall one off the top of my head. Now, I know sometimes we are ahead of the curve where that is concerned. Cause it's our job to be ahead of the curve, but I almost fear for them in a bit of a way. I fear for for the, the the sort of modern B2B business because if you think about what we talked about a minute ago that we're going to go from conversational marketing to voice mm-hmm. how you know how quickly obsolete businesses will become mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's also speeding up how quickly people can be disruptive to gain market share oh, yeah. because somebody does get this customer centricity right and absolutely nails it how quickly they can get a foot, not only a foothold in the market but steal market share from oh. the bigger players well, I think we've all seen like the many stats and studies and things like that that have shown that kind of customer experience is kind of one of the key differentiators now it's no longer value and price so much yeah. as it is it's a customer experience that you're delivering the right one that I, uh, for me yeah but you le- you're learning about your audience you're delivering on pain points you know again sometimes I've just got a question in my head and I do just want to go boom boom mm-hmm. sometimes I don't want to my my thing is I don't sometimes I don't even want to go on a website. I just want to you know like I would ask you what what time you're out tonight. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's that for me is the optimum conversational marketing. If I can interact with a brand, yeah. I know I, I know some B C brands do it well. I know Asos do it really well. Um, I know. Um, well, so social media sort of kicked that off the ability mm-hmm. to to comment and share and tag people in and ask yeah. questions but then the response times on social media that, that customer centric how quick you respond on social media to become anything in itself oh it's it? massive it's a massive metric you'll pester each other bang you, you see it as well again. the way we deal with um, with partners and suppliers I mean yeah. one of our suppliers is I, I prefer to text him and I'll get a really quick response Yeah, and it's just a fast way to deal with it one of our uh, partners yesterday uh, Showpad I was talking to and it's yeah, if you want a quick response just drop me a message on WhatsApp it's, it's a much faster way of, of going about things in the same think about the, the multi-platforms that we operate in now and I know that's different but I'm smirking to myself here because you were you were on the Slack chat yesterday yeah I, I did Zoom and Skype for business yesterday it's two different platforms yeah you've just said you were on a WhatsApp a, a Slack, Zoom and Skype for business Telegram but how, how how do businesses keep track of this no but for me though I think that's 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 kind of the point is again we're coming into an age now where if you went if going back to the disruptive thing about before you if you're not looking at these things and constantly thinking, how can I infiltrate that market? How can I get a piece of that market? You are you are going to lose market share to someone else who will look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wasn't on, I always use Facebook. Facebook, whoever championed Facebook at first and was amazing at the advertising and got it right, made an absolute shed load of money. So 
I, st- I think there's a massive opportunity for WhatsApp in the, especially within our industries, yeah. you know, nutraceutical coatings, where there's nobody even touching that technology. Yeah. So if you are thinking of taking over the market leader or want to do anything in, the, in that market, you know, don't look at your competition around you and think we're all right because we, we think we're better than we think we're better than them. That's all right. We're, complacency we're, certainly isn't the answer at the moment. No, there's no chance. And, but that's, but we, we see it time and time again. Complacency all the time. We are better than our competition, so we don't really need to push the push the boat. Well, I think Ollie said it, it, it. We had it the other week, but it's not only the the best products anymore that's going to win, and it, it is. You know, if you've got a really superior product, you're probably going to do well, aren't you? With, with some people, but if you can deliver the customer experience with a with a good product, mm. is that is that going to take the market share from the market leader? I'd argue at the minute it probably is. Um, and certainly build that reputation and give you the, the, the cash and the funding to invest to improve your product to the top level. Yeah, well, I always look, I always look at the, the banking industry, the way that's been revolutionised over pre- in the previous years, your yeah. Monzo's, your Curves, your... Um, things like Mojo Morgan, yeah. the black kind of stuff. Like, Revolut. Totally you go on any of, their, any of their sites and everything is done through conversational marketing and, mm-hmm. and really tapping into your human psychology and delivering you the right content at the right time because they've just mapped out their you know it's not hard yeah. they've mapped out the sales journey versus some customer uh, consumer psychology which they've done the research on they've delivered an optimum experience and that's where and quick yeah and it's, it's quick. quick I can open a bank account I, I can open a bank account in an hour yeah in less than an hour yeah as long as I've got my ID and they can scan the ID but walking to HSBC took me 10 weeks yeah I, I was like well Guess, guess where I'm going to go. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Yeah. It's an interesting one. But I mean, it's, I think for me, it's going back to your point before, Ollie, about execution. And how do you think you would, and I know we've done it every day, so I don't want to give away too much in terms of how we've gone along that journey, but how do you kind of, how do you think you would start from a, if you're a business to business brand and maybe a little bit scared of, because we, we're, we're lucky because we've got head of tech, so. Yeah. I know not every business has a head of, head of tech, so if you're not very, very tech savvy and you kind of want to do these things, because we talk about a lot of things on podcasts that people want to do, yeah. what would your advice be on that? I think the first thing is, let's say you're looking at implementing a system like this, is that you don't, let's take away the, the fear of tech. The company is there to, to sell it you, they're going to support you one way or another, whether you've got the people in-house to to do it or not. So take Drift, for example, you start talking to them, they're going to help you implement it one way or another, whether yeah. that's recommending things, whether that's putting you in touch with a customer su- a success manager, mm-hmm. one way or another, they will help you to implement it. But I think, like we say with everything, is it's start a piece at a time. Don't try and start with the finished article. Don't try and start with the chatbot that can answer every question that's ever been asked. Um, start with having chat. You can have chat up and running in you know a day or two. Mm-hmm. Then... Um, then start thinking about like decision trees and you don't have to map out again every decision tree. It's start trying to address some of the common ones. If somebody goes to a contact page, they probably want to get in touch with you. Let's yeah. start there. Let's make yeah. sure that they can get in touch with you and, and book a meeting straight into your diary. Um, and then go from there. If, if Start looking at deeper pages of your, of your website, for example. Start thinking how you can answer questions there. Just don't stop for like six months and try and plan everything because you'll never get started. And give, give, give us an idea, Ollie. Yeah. Um, before we run out of time today, but give us give us an idea on the cost of this because I know for some people they'll be sat there thinking, "Oh, this sounds expensive, text involved." Mm-hmm. Or on the other hand, we have it a lot here as well. When you're building that tech stack that you know we spent a lot of time with, 
everything sounds quite nominal in yeah. isolation. So, you know, so it's £50 a month, it's £10 a month, it's £20 they a month. Don't they? Yeah. Well, they do when you start building the tech yeah. stack up and, you know, we've probably referenced five, six, seven different platforms even on this podcast yeah. alone. So, yeah. rough I mean, range or is it too hard to even say? No, um, I think within, within the likes of live chat, that's really cost effective. If, yeah. When we're not talking about having bots involved, then it, it can be as straightforward as sort of somewhere between... 10 and 50 dollars a month sort of thing okay. i say dollars because most of these tech platforms end up running in dollars but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not it won't be that dissimilar in pounds um if you start getting into decision trees and things like that uh, where it's able to put things in your diary yet yeah, the, the cost is going to go up yeah. um it does obviously depend a lot from platform to platform some of them might be in the you know hundreds per month type range yeah. but then you really just need to start looking at what impact will that have on your business is it delivering you leads if it's delivering you leads what's the value of those leads if they're you know, in the thousands as, as you usually are in the B2B market, mm -hmm. then you can quickly realize that getting more of those through is going to pay for itself. Sure. Yeah. Sounds interesting. good. Interesting. Really interesting. I think uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting couple of years in terms of the, the transition from this to, to voice, I think. And I think it's going to happen faster than anyone thinks. It's also interesting to tie back to the website, isn't it? It's kind of the website's kind of been, not a bit, but a bit quiet of late in terms of that, that as a central hub for everything. I know it's still the shop window for most people and one of the main routes to market, but all well, these things are all going to tie in with your SEO, your, your, I think your just, voice I, technology. I think, I think the way we use our websites is changing. That's what, you know, is it just really an information page anymore like it was and it's a brochure and all that kind of stuff? And it's it's not it's 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 a lead generation tool. That's what your website is. Mm -hmm. Regardless, you know, if you think if you think about it, whether you spend money on SEO, PPC, whether you do conversation marketing, whether you do ABM, whether you do you know all the things that we mentioned in previous podcasts. It's, where, it's really a hub of customer centricity, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. it can be find what they want to find out quickly. Yeah, that's why I, I guess. Say. But yeah, okay, mm -hmm. good. Enjoying the, the, the conversation on that. Thanks for joining yeah, us, Alan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank on you. camera. Yeah. Maybe you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And we look go into the next tech conversation. <laughs> thanks, Ollie. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thanks, thanks everyone. Cheers.